This morning, our passages study will be Hebrews chapter 11. So if you have a copy of God's word, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. We're looking at verses 27 and 28 this morning. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 27 and 28. Faith that pleases God overcome obstacles will be our focus. Looking at again the faith of Moses, uh, we'll see in Moses faith that uh, faith, true faith, eventually overcomes fear. Uh, true faith endures by seeing him who is invisible, and true faith trusts in God's deliverance. So if you have your scriptures open, and I pray that you do, let's look at the text together here this morning. Remember, this is not my words, not necessarily the writer of Hebrews' words. This is God's word. Let us give due diligence to God's holy word. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 27 through 28. By faith, he, talking about Moses, By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. This ends the reading of God's word. May God bless his word here this morning. As I just said, we'll continue to look at the life and faith of Moses. Last week, if you remember, uh, we saw in verse 23 that Moses' parents acted in faith. We saw in verse 24 that Moses exercised Faith is well when he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He made a deliberate choice to reject his his Egyptian privileges in order to identify with the people of God. In verse 25 and 26, the writer of Hebrews said that instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin and the wealth of the treasures of Egypt, Moses chose to be mistreated with the people of God to, he says, to experience the reproach of Christ. In a sense, to experience when, when, when Moses and the people of God experienced suffering as the people of God, they were, in a sense, experiencing the same suffering that Christ would experience. And so Moses chose to identify with the people and experience that suffering that would that is that is pointing to the suffering of Christ Moses made a deliberate choice to side with the people and to turn his back upon Egypt and and Moses had been in the the palace for 40 years, almost. Stephen said 40 years. And, and, and the, the amazing thing is that yet he remained faithful to the God of Israel. And, and in our passage today, the writer of Hebrews shows that the faith uh, of the faith that it took for Moses, he's already on his way out of Egypt. He Refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused to embrace the treasures of Egypt. He identified with the people. He's on his way out. Today, we're going to see he's going to make the total disconnect with Egypt. And so by faith, Moses left Egypt. Look at the beginning of verse 27. We see again that Moses' faith 
produced action. It says, by faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the, of the anger of the king. Now, before we go into explaining the text, we are confronted with an interpretive issue here. Moses left Egypt twice. He, he left Egypt when he fled to Midian. And he left Egypt again during the Exodus. To, to, to which of these does the writer of Hebrews refer to? And here's the problem. The problem is determining what does it mean when the, the, the writer here said, the, the, the writer says, the Hebrew writer says that when he left Egypt, he was not afraid. But we'll see something a little bit different in Exodus chapter 2. So if you got your Bibles open, turn to Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, verse 14. Matter of fact, I'll start reading at verse 11, just so we can remind ourselves of the context. He, uh, Exodus, Exodus chapter 2, starting at verse 11. It says, and remember, who is writing this? Moses is. Moses is writing this. So, Exodus chapter 2, verse 11. One day, when Moses had grown up, Stephen says, Moses is at the age of 40 here. One day, Mo, when Moses had grown up, he went out, notice, to his people. Moses is growing up in Pharaoh's house, but he sees the people of Israel who are enslaved as his people. He went out to his people and looked on their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. Again, emphasis, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out, the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man in the wrong, why do you strike your companion? He answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid. Here's the issue. He says, then Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known. And when Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stood and stayed, as you were, in the land of Median, uh, Median and he sat down by a well. So it says, in the, uh, Exodus chapter 2 here, verse 14, it says, Then Moses was afraid. Back in Hebrews 11, 27, it says, By faith he left Egypt not being afraid. What's the issue? If what the writer says in Hebrews chapter 11 is true, it can't be referring to this. That's that, at least that's the, I would say, the majority. I don't agree with that. You'll see, I, I'll show you here in a minute. The majority says that this, it doesn't refer to his leave, leaving 
uh, Midian, it refers to the later Exodus. I think it refers, we can say that it's safely, we can safely say that it refers to the first time he left Midian. And I want you to follow me here. The writer of Hebrews, as a matter of fact, keep your finger here. If you got one of those uh, little uh, stringy things, put it there and hold that place. And turn, turn back to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Let your eyes follow from verses 1 down to even to where we are right now. And think about what the author has been doing. He's been following a chronological order. He's been going in sequence. He started all the way back to the to to Abel and Cain and he's been working his way forward sequentially in order following a pattern. This followed that. So the author has been following uh, a, a, a sequential pattern. And I think the same is here with referring to Moses and his fleeing. Moses fleed, verse 15. Then what came next? It was the Passover in the text, in our text, in verse 28. And then the Red Sea that follows in the following verses, which we'll cover, Lord willing, in the week to come. And this is the same order that Stephen himself followed in Acts chapter 7, verses 23 through 36. In your uh, time of study, go back and look at that passage. Stephen followed the same order. And so all of this, I believe, leads to the fact that it was during the time in Midian, uh, uh, the, the time when he fleed and, and went to Midian, that the writer of Hebrews is referring to here. And so next, I want you to see that Moses already had a sense of living by faith. This is what the writer is already telling us about Moses. Moses, by faith, did what? He refused to be uh, identified as Pharaoh's daughter. He refused to be identified with the people of Israel. How did he do that? By fear of faith. Faith. He's already showing faith. He, he the, the, the writer of Hebrews already sees and wants us to understand that Moses is a man of faith. Moses, in a sense, already he already he he, he understood. According to Stephen, turn, turn to Acts chapter seven. Acts chapter seven, verse twenty-five. This is one. This is a verse that is important for us to remember as we try to interpret this passage. Acts chapter seven, verse twenty-five. This is Stephen's sermon, and notice what he says. Matter of fact, go back to verse 23. And this uh this follows what we have read in Exodus chapter 2. Acts chapter 7, verse 23 reads, When he was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers. Remember? Back in Exodus chapter 2, 
the focus on his people. So here Stephen says he uh, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. Verse 25, he supposed that his brothers would understand. Notice what he says. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand. But they did not understand. Moses is acting on what he sensed God has called him to do, which is to deliver the people of Israel. And the people are going to reject they uh, they rejected Moses's action of deliverance. Now turn back to Exodus chapter two, and we, we'll see this. Moses, he has identified. He's identified with the people and their pain and their hardship, and he seeks to be their deliverer according to Stephen in Acts chapter 7, verse 25. He, he thought that now is the time to take matters in his, in his own hand. And, and what does he do? In verse, in verse number 2, he looked this way and that way, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Moses is acting as the, the deliverer. And what happens? It said the next day, that's key, because this is not, there's not a long period of time in which what happens next follows. It's not a week, it's not a couple of days. What happens? The word that he struck down in Egyptian has already spread. The, ne- it's the, the very next day, people are talking about what Moses did. It it has it does we don't know how far it has but it has spread to the fact so much that Pharaoh knew about it. The next the next day says that the next day uh, he saw one of the Hebrews verse thirteen uh, two Hebrews struggling together and and he said to the man in the wrong why did you strike your companion Moses is doing the right thing here. He, he, he's doing the right thing. He, he has the training. He's a prince of Egypt. He know how to, in a sense, judge matters of, of where people are dealing with. Things. He know how to do, do that. He, he's been prepared for that. He's a prince. He know how to manage people. But verse 14, the man answered, who made you prince? Uh-oh. What Moses wanted to achieve didn't happen. Who made you prince and judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid. This is what Moses was doing, and the people are turning against me. And so there's a sense of initial fear of being found out that the people don't see him as a deliverer. They they resist him. They refuse to recognize his position and qualifications. The word is spreading that he's a, a murderer and not a deliverer. This, this, this very fact started... Uh, a, a stirring of fear in his heart. And, and, and this could have easily crushed Moses. It could have easily caused Moses to turn back and give up on his calling. Not Moses. Not, not Moses. No, this is, this is temporary. He, he, he feared, yes, he, he feared that he, he, his action has been found out. But 
What was greater is that he knew that he was called to be the deliverer and that God will bring his people out of Egypt. He knows that. He, 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 he understands that. He knew that God would bring his people out of Egypt. So, so he, 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 he understand, understanding this. Here, here it is. Now, it says that, that Pharaoh now, uh, well, first we need to see here that when he left Egypt, uh, the, the author of Hebrews, now I go to thinking about Hebrews 11, the author of Hebrews wants us to understand that when he left uh, Egypt, uh, what was ultimate in his life was his faith in God and his promise to deliver Israel and not fear. His faith has overcome his fear because the people, they were going to always resist Moses. Can we say that? They always resisted. Moses had to learn to get over that. Remember when he struck the rock? He, 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 you know, he's there and he called you rebels. The people were, they were constantly resisting Moses' leadership. And the writer of Hebrews is helping us to understand Moses has, 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 he, he has, he, in a sense, he's uh, uh, starting here is beginning to deal with that that fear of the people. He, eventually, he gave in to anger, struck the rock, and water came out. God blessed him, and because of that, he didn't go into the land of Canaan. But he over he, he, leaving Egypt. The the writer of Hebrews wants us to understand that his faith overcame. His fear, his fear of uh, uh, his fear there of, of the people. Now, another thing we got to notice back in Exodus, I think that's where we are. Exodus chapter two, verse 15. And what it says, it says, when Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Media. First, I want you to notice uh, about faith. What does faith do? Faith uses discretion. We've already seen that with Moses' parents. Moses' parents was faced with an edict. Uh, Pharaoh made an edict that all the, the, the uh, newborn males be killed. His parents, by faith, uh, uh, put him, uh, hid him in the reeds by the Nile River in order to preserve his, his life. Exodus chapter 2, verse 3. And so faith exercises discretion. Moses' fleeing is his exercising discretion because he knows that he's the deliverer and that God will deliver the people through him. So will he stand there and give himself over to Pharaoh and be put to death or will he leave? He left. He fled. And this is not something new. Turn to John chapter 6, verse 15. And let's look at our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then we'll get to the fact, the, the point about the fear of the king's anger. John chapter 6, verse 15 says this of our Lord. After feeding the 5,000, John chapter 6, verse 15, and Jesus perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Jesus understanding what is about to happen did what he withdrew himself and went away from the people because he knew their intent turn to john chapter 7 verse 30 john chapter 7 
starting at verse 28. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, you know me and you know where I come from, but I have not come on my own accord. He who sent me is true and you and, and him you do not know. I know him for I come from him and he sent me. Verse 30. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Jesus, hour had not yet come, so no one arrested him. Turn to uh, chapter 8, verse 20. Jesus teaching he said that i'm the light of the world in verse 20 these words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple and uh but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come they were seeking to arrest him but no one was able to do it because his hour had not come turn to chapter 10 verse 39 and then the last scripture we'll turn to is Acts chapter 9, John chapter 10, verse 39. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. Jesus understanding that the that he would they were seeking, uh, the scribes and the Pharisees were seeking to arrest him. And what did he do? He escaped from their hands. Turn to Acts chapter 9, verse 23. Talking about the Saul before uh, uh, before those who wanted to arrest him, the Jews who wanted to arrest him. Verse 23 says, when many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. But their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through the opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. Faith uses discretion, beloved. Faith just doesn't give up and give oneself over when you know that God is calling for something else. Okay? So that's the that's the, 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 the first thing I believe that uh, means that, that the Hebrew writer is for, referring to his, uh, his uh, escape from uh, Midian. And the second thing is that Exodus 2 and 15 don't say that Moses fled in fear of Pharaoh. It doesn't say that. We don't read that. That's not, it doesn't say that he fled in fear of Pharaoh said that the king was angry and sought to kill Moses, so he fled. Doesn't say that he fled in fear. And so, so the writer of Hebrews understands that Moses is a, is a man of, of faith. He's already revealed that uh, here in, uh, back in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, and and uh, he has already understood, uh, help us to understand that that Moses is is uh, is an example for us in, in our faith. And so with all of those things, <laughs> all, all of those things. I think the, the reference that the author of Hebrews is making is a reference to Moses's leaving of meeting when he left when 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 uh when he left he showed no fear of the king he 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 left uh he 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 showed no fear of the king pharaoh is angry with him and pharaoh wants him dead the king wants him dead and and, and now all the privileges are 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 threatened moses's egyptian privileges 
that was available to him or threatened, what will Mo will Moses give in? And will, will he give in and 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 in fear and and go and and apologize to Pharaoh for killing one of the Egyptians? Will he give in in fear and 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 go back and and apologize and try to to win the king's favor again? No. The king's anger is is the very fact that he's angry is no obstacle to Moses. He his faith has already he's already given up allegiance and connection with Egypt. And, and, and let's turn back to Hebrews. We see this in Hebrews chapter 11. Turn back to Hebrews chapter 11. He's already given up his, his allegiance. He, he, he's not fearing the, the Pharaoh. He, he's turned his back on Pharaoh's daughter. And he's, he's done this, and, and no doubt Pharaoh knew about this. Moses is not fearing Pharaoh in a sense. And, 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 and his anger, turn back to Hebrews. It says not being afraid of the king's anger. He's not afraid that the, 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 the king is of the king. He's angry, but he's not afraid of that. And, and the word that uh, uh, that helps us to, to understand Moses's mindset is the word left by faith. He left Egypt. This word left is an intensified and strengthened form of the word leave behind, to leave behind, to forsake. And it conveys a strong sense of uh, uh, to, it's to abandon, to forsake, to leave behind. Moses made a complete separation and a wholehearted desertion uh, uh, of, of all things Egypt. Even the angry king didn't cause him to fear because he's already he, he is already just as remember Abraham offering up Isaac. It was a done deal when God commanded Abraham to offer up Isaac. In his in Abra, uh, Abraham's mind in uh, Moses's heart is he's already gone. Oh, the king is angry. So what? I just need to get out of here before he does anything that's going to threaten what God has called me to do. If he was fearing Pharaoh, he would have went back. Oh, forgive me. I'm sorry. I was just caught up in a moment of anger and I didn't mean to strike him down. He didn't go do that because he didn't fear Pharaoh. He just, he, he, Pharaoh's finished. He's trying to kill. He's sending people to kill. I'm, I'm gone. He's already, he's already made a separation with Egypt. And so when he left for Midian, this is a total disconnect. He's gone. He, he, he's done with Egypt. In regards to the king being angry. So he didn't fear the king being angry at him because he was he's already left uh, Egypt in his heart. And, and what, why did why was he able to do this? Here's another key. Look at verse 27 again, for he endured seeing him. Who is invisible? Why was Moses not afraid of the king's game? For he endured, the writer of Hebrews says. This word endured means to remain steadfast. Remain steadfast. How? Remain steadfast in his believing of God and his promises. Not fear. He, he endured whatever hardship would come his way. Because he saw something. We'll see here. He saw someone. He, he endured. He remained steadfast, believing in God, believing in his word. And, 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 and so this would teach the, the readers of Hebrews that faith in God can, over, can help you overcome obstacles of fear, anxiety, discontentment, 
anger, bitterness, whatever sin threatens your stability to keep you from walking in a way that is worthy of God, uh, of Christ, who calls you. Faith can help you. Faith in Christ can help you overcome. That's important. Doesn't matter what people think about you. It doesn't matter what 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 people may do to you. Moses is an example of triumphant faith that continues to move forward. He he had a sense of his calling, and 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 we'll talk about the fact that uh, of him being the, the the God. This is why he was called God, the Man of God. Which is an example to all men of God. You cannot lead God's people fearing what people may think of you. Moses, we're going to talk about this is the last. Moses is called throughout the Old Testament, the man of God. And Paul uses that title for Timothy. Moses is an example to all men who leads God people. Fear God. Don't fear man. This is what the writer is pointing to. Moses, faith endured. He turned his back on Pharaoh's daughter. He turned his back on Egypt and identified with the people. He went into Midian. He uh, delivered uh, the, 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 these women from, from he, he's, he's acted, he acted as a deliverer again in Midian. He goes and he's 40 years in the wilderness shepherding the flock of Jethro. God comes to him, speaks to him from a burning bush. Moses, he's a he's not the same man who is pro, uh, who who is who 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 just readily goes out and goes ahead of God. He's a humble man now. When God speaks to him in chapter two of Exodus and chapter three, he he's a humble man, and and he doesn't want to go ahead of God. God says he's going to send him back to to to, to Pharaoh. God, well, you got to tell me who you are so I can tell the people who you who is sending me. Moses got the right mindset as the man of God. He doesn't fear. Fears God. Because his faith endured. He got true, true faith. Look at the rest of verse 27. It says, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. The eyes of Moses' faith was fixed on God. Not fear. If you are in fear, the remedy is faith in God. Moses' eyes of faith, the eyes of his faith, is fixed upon God and his promises. He's living out Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. He's living out Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, where it says, and with, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Moses' faith endured because he, his, the eyes of his faith was not fixed upon his circumstances. They were fixed upon God. His faith endured by seeing him who is invisible. God to Moses, the invisible God to Moses was so real before his eyes of faith that it didn't matter whether Pharaoh was angry. It didn't matter whether he was rejected by the people of Israel when he tried to deliver them. 
His eyes wasn't on those things. His eyes ultimately was fixed upon him who is invisible. Immortal. The one who is sovereign. He walked by faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Moses didn't pay attention to what he could see or feel. Moses' faith sees the God who is infinitely greater, infinitely more powerful than Pharaoh, than the king of Egypt. Why do I need to fear this little man? Moses' faith is in the sovereign one. The one who is all wise. The one who is all faithful. The one who is almighty. The one who keeps his promises. The one who kept his promises to, to, to Father Abraham, to, to, to Isaac, to Jacob. The one who promised that in 400 years, he would deliver his people. He would bring them into the promised land. He would fulfill the promise that he made to Abraham. Moses saw this God by faith. This was the motivation behind Moses' faith. He may have had some anxiety. He may have had some fear. But it was not ultimate. His life was characterized by faith. And this is the key to persevering faith, beloved, to see God. Again, this is why we we go through all of these studies on the God and his attributes. Because why? Not because we want you to just get information. We want you to see God because you need to see God if you're going to live your life faithfully in this wicked world. It, it, can I say, can you say amen to that? You need to see, you need to know God. We don't, we can't play being a Christian. Some of you may be doing that, playing around, playing with God, wanting to the, the things of the world more than you want God, and you're failing. How can you just, just think about how can Moses be afraid when he, see, he sees God? And God is going to reveal himself in greater ways to Moses because his faith is the focus of his faith is right. He's gonna he, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a deeper in your faith. If you want your faith strengthened, get in God's word. Learn about him. Stop looking to him only for doing temporal things in your life. Look for the one who is invisible. See him, grasp him, cling to him. time for you to get serious about God. Time for us to get serious about God. God is going to reveal himself to Moses. Burning bush. The, the, when, 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 when Moses asked to, to, to see God and he hid him in the cleft of the rock and Moses saw his backside. God spoke to Moses as Speaking to one face to face. Moses, 
His, his, because his faith was fixed upon him who is invisible, God continued to reveal deeper and deeper truths about who he is. And we see that even in the Passover, faith, trust in God's deliverance. Look at verse 28. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. This is, this, this is the last obstacle that faith overcomes. The faith overcomes the obstacle of God's judgment. Moses, he, it says here, he, he kept the Passover and this keeping of the Passover was an act of his faith. It was an act of his faith because it was a response of obedience to what God commanded. And he trusted in what God commanded and what God has promised. God, God promised that the destroyer, you can find this in Exodus chapter 11, verse 12, uh, 11 and chapter, chapter 11 and 12. God promised that the destroyer uh, would, uh, uh, of the firstborn would, would, would not touch them but would pass over the houses on whose doorposts and lentils were sprinkled with the blood of the lamb. Moses didn't merely believe this intellectually. He actually showed that he believed the Lord would judge those who didn't have the blood on their door. He acted. He showed that he believed and, and he instructed the people to, to, to spread the, the blood on their houses to abort the death angel. The, the, the keeping of the Passover showed that, that Moses believed that, that, that divine judgment is not a respecter of persons. Everybody must obey God. Everybody must obey God. If you don't put the blood on your doorpost, your child is going to die. Whether you are Egyptian or whether you are of the people of Israel, you don't put that blood on the door. The, 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 the destroyer is coming. Moses believed this. He kept the Passover. He showed that he believed. The writer says, by faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. And the, the writer of Hebrews is saying, saying this in, 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 a, in, a, in, in such a way that the, the deliverer uh, that, uh, that came and didn't destroy uh, the firstborns of Israel was because of Moses' faith in God. God's people must learn to trust God rather than the gods of Egypt. And where did it all start? With the man of God, Moses. Being faithful, being obedient, trusting in him who is invisible. The people had to learn to trust God. They had to learn that they are to obey God and his word in every aspect of their lives. Moses would give the law to the people, laws concerning their family life, laws concerning how they are to worship God, laws concerning how they are to approach God, laws concerning their neighbors, laws concerning marriage, laws concerning everything. It came through Moses. And the supreme example of Moses trusting God that pointed to Jesus Christ is his trust in the Passover. And no wonder Moses is called a man of God. It, it, this, this insightful term 
sums up Moses' life. The man of God. God's man. For the sake of time, I won't read all the passages, but you can find this in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 1. Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. Psalm 90, verse 1. Ezra chapter 3, verse 2. First Chronicles 23, 14. Second Chronicles chapter 30, verse 16. All of these talks about Moses and it uses the term man of God. Moses was not a self-made man. Moses was not the word, the world's man. He wasn't the people's man. He was God's man. God prepared Moses. And Moses personally, personally belonged to God. He can go against the world because God, he belonged to God. And this is why Paul uses, and I'm closing now, uses this term to refer to Timothy. Turn to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. Chapter 6. And this is why this term should be precious to every man of God. You don't belong to the church. You don't belong to the uh, elders. Don't belong to elders. You belong. You you belong. (laughs) It's a mind-blowing thought. You belong to God. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Starting at verse 11. You see it, don't you? 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. Timothy would be appointed by the Apostle Paul to pastor the church in Ephesus. Notice how Paul to encourage young Timothy in the faith. You need some encouragers. You need some men that's going to encourage you. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. But as for you, notice what he said. And he, you, this is affectionate. Oh, man of God. Flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Why? Because you are the man of God. You belong to God, Timothy. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called, called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you, Timothy, in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Jesus Christ who uh, in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 20, O Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. For the professing, it some has swerved from the faith, grace be to you. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, follow the sound pattern of words that you have heard from me in faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because you're the man of God, Timothy. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Be, be a soldier of Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. Turn over there. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction 
for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Men, is this the type of man you want to be? Women, do you want to be a woman of God? Paul tells Timothy, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ, who is the judge, who, who is to judge the living and dead by his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. They will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Man of God, stand as a man. People of God, stand as the people of God. So as I close, I say all of this. Have you made a clean disconnect with the world? Can someone say that you belong to God, whether you're a man or a woman, child, boy, girl, If you say that you have come to faith in Jesus Christ, can it be said, can it be said by observation of your life that you belong to God? Or do you belong to the world? Do you trust God? Or do you fear man? Are you walking by faith and not by sight? Is, is do you see him who is invisible? God who can't be seen with the, the physical eyes. God who can't be touched with your physical hands. Do you trust him enough to overcome the obstacles in your life that you can see, that you can feel? Do you trust him? Do you have faith is what I'm trying to say. Do you have faith like uh, like Moses? Faith that that overcomes the world. Faith that overcomes those who desire to do evil to you. Do you have that type of faith? Amen. Let's pray. Father. Thank you for life of this great man, Moses. He wasn't perfect. He failed. He failed many times. But the one thing that did characterize his life, even in the midst of failure, and failure can be good, particularly failure in the things that God has called us to do, Failure is, is, is great because failure is a, it's a good teacher. Failure humbles us to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Failure forces us to search our hearts and to be honest before a holy God of our inadequacy. Failure is good. Failure is not meant to cause us to to fear and to hold back from serving God. Failure is a good instructor. It's a good teacher. And when we strive to, 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 to live a life of faith like Moses, in spite of our failures, our faults, our fears, we know that that is pleasing to you, oh God. 
And you never said that we were going to be perfect in this world. You gave your perfect son for us to live a perfectly righteous life so that we will be enabled to live in a way that is worthy of our calling with no condemnation in Christ. We can be honest about our, 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 our shortcomings because of Jesus Christ. So thank you, Father, for caring for us in such a way and in that way that we can be uh, transparent and move forward as your people. Thank you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.